last time. Jen. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I, I jumped Welcome again. Everyone. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Building an Empire State of Mind podcast. I'm Jennifer Champion. And I'm Carly Grenman. So Carly and I just jumped off of our zoom call today with a bunch of baby elephants who have come into like our accountability group in our elephant challenge we basically run people who have never done real estate through comping how to find markets and then we jv with them so for anyone who's interested more about that you can always sign up at elephantchallenge.info and then find our group in there building an empire with jen and carly lots of fun Lots of people taking action, which is great to see. I know. Just to give you guys some context, if if you aren't in our sphere and you're like, what the hell is an elephant challenge? And why is it, why are we talking about elephants? Is this real estate? Just just like to give context to that. So Pace Morby is a creative finance mentor, king, blah, blah, blah. He does free training to people on just getting started in real estate. Super back to basics, like, what does EMZ stand for? EMD stand for? How do you find your market? How do you even comp a deal? How do you know what a good deal is? Like super basics of getting started in real estate. And um, so he leads a couple days and then he passes it off to his sub two students. And um, it's certain sub two students. So there's a whole community and then there's certain sub two students that are vetted and then they lead Zooms each month right? And lead and help. Like they go off what Pace told them. So it's a really cool situation. That's like all sorts of resources for free. What did we just go over, Jen? We went over what comping? Yeah, we've been doing lots of comping. And then we have been asking the people joining in on the Zooms to do some homework. And then they've been doing live calls. We're doing direct to agent right now. And then we've been doing live coaching on the Zoom calls that we hold three times a week. Yeah. And so what we do is we help, we call them baby elephants. We help them find what a good deal is. Is it a deal? Comping, analyzing, they reach out to agents and we hold their hand through the whole deal and we JV with them, which means we partner or we joint venture with them. So um, we want to do deals with you. If you're listening, Um, come join us. Uh, We do not discriminate. You just got to show up and they can make money from it. This is a free challenge and they earn while they learn. So basically you're getting a bunch of free stuff. And yeah, it's lots of fun. And you make money. Anyways, let's elephantchallenge.info. And then you get into a community you go into accountability groups and you find building an empire with Carly and Jen. Come to our meetings Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, You'll see all the things there. Anyways. We just got off with that and we have some badass little baby elephants taking action. I'm so proud of our baby elephants. Yeah. Um, anyways, 
That's not what we came to talk about, is it? Right. No. (laughs) What are we talking about today? We are talking about our light bulb moments and what made us get into real estate or what even made us go down this crazy journey of entrepreneurship. I know it's, um, it's a little bit bananas. Jen has been in, how long have you been in real estate, Jen? I guess it's almost three and a half. What April, May, June, July. Yeah. So like three years and five months I bought my first duplex in. Well, so I guess I've, I guess it depends what you consider like intentionally investing. We, I bought my first duplex in March of 2020, but my light bulb moment was a little bit before that. And we had kind of, we had been doing things, but not really realizing what we were doing. Yeah. I think a lot of people start that way. We started that way too. And for those of you that don't know, three and a half years to be doing what Jen doing is doing is bananas. Like that's she, this, this woman is on um, a rocket ship. So what was that first, like, where you're like, I don't really realize I'm investing, but I am investing. Like, what was that like first thing that you're like, huh, that's kind of cool. So it actually goes um, before the light bulb moment. So um, unfortunately, I lost my dad and the money that I got from that, we ended up buying a condo and not knowing we used basically all that money to put towards a down payment and then had access to a line of credit, which we actually ended up buying a house in Arizona with for my father-in-law to live in. And that went horribly sideways. So then we ended up partnering with my mom and turning it into an Airbnb. And then when my mom retired, she ended up buying us out. So we brought that money back to Canada, paid way too much tax because we bought it personally instead of, yeah, in a corporation. So that was like a big lesson learned. Mm -hmm. And then with that, like the money we made off the exchange and everything, we bought our second condo. And then, so we were renting out our downtown one and I'm like, oh my gosh, someone's paying us this amount of money we're getting. Like That's when it all sort of started. But I didn't know that, I had no idea that people did it at the scale that like we're doing it at and beyond. And then, yeah, no, I had no, I had no idea. My parents both built. So like they always built our house that we were living in when I was younger. And there was always a suite in that house, but they weren't keeping like we were always selling and moving. They weren't keeping. So there was, mm-hmm. there weren't those like rentals, right? It was just like within our house. And then the big realization was in 20, just the end of 2017, we bought the house we live in now, ripped it down to the studs, did everything like changed the layout, did the design, put in a legal suite, refinanced and made more money than both Seth and I made in our jobs in one year. So let's break that down. What do you mean? Like, let's break down what a refinance is just for, because a lot of people don't know. Like we didn't know when we were starting, like how you can make money off of a refinance. So it's basically, tell us what that is. It's so if you say you buy a house for 500,000 and you put a hundred thousand dollars worth of renovations into it. So you're now into that house for 600,000 and then the new value is 750,000. 
So you can refinance with 80% loan to value, and then you get that equity out of your house for free. And you don't pay tax on that money, and you can do whatever you want with it. And 80% loan to value means like if your house is worth $100,000, let's say, they won't, they're not going to give you $100,000. They'll give you $80,000. Yes. Um, So... So you get basically didn't have to sell your house to cash in on your house. You just, that's right. What we call value add, right. Which is make it nice. Yeah. And you force appreciation, which means you make it nice. And then because it's nicer and it has a higher level and it's worth more. And so that was we added a suite, right? So in terms of refinancing, if you can add units in your dwelling, then you're also adding a rental stream, right? Another revenue stream. So they're going to count that money towards the value of your house and as well as what you can afford as a homeowner. So that's probably, you said that you made more on that refinance than you did in like a year of your your regular nine to five job. Yeah. That's gotta be a light bulb moment for you. Yeah, it was one. Well, I'd never seen my parents do renovations or refinances. Right. So that was, mm-hmm. I didn't know that that even happened. I guess I just assumed that we would hopefully just get the money we put in back. Right. I had no idea that we could go like above and beyond and get that money back. And then we just made money off of doing that. That was very, I was like, okay, people, I can't be the first people must be doing this. This is a thing. And yeah. Um, and from there, that's where I joined a, like the first group I ever joined was in January of 2020 was all about other people's money which was a very foreign concept to me. I had no idea that people borrowed other people's like cash or, you know, like home equity lines and then paid them a return. And in there, I met a realtor for the market that we ended up starting to invest in. And it just skyrocketed from there. Yeah. I remember one of my first um, light bulb moments was we moved. No, I was like one of my first houses I bought and I had people, I rented out the rooms and they basically paid mm. for my Amazing. mortgage. Which that's called house hacking. And I was just like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to school. And these yeah. people are my friends and I'm living with my friends and they're paying my, they're paying my mortgage. So that was like, yeah. you know, when you get to the point where you're like, I didn't do that. Like you think when you're in that nine to five work aspect and you're like, um, I am working for X amount of dollars an hour. And you can make that in one fell swoop. And you're like, I didn't do, I didn't work for a year to get that. Or I didn't do anything. And that just happened, which is amazing. That was my life. Absolutely. And then then I I think it just like keep happening, right? Like that was definitely my first one. But then like we went down. So we were into duplexes, fourplexes, 12 units, and then got into like multifamily development. And I think just like, every time we purchased a bigger building, the value of rental increases or like forced appreciation by renovations and everything just made me realize even further, like those bigger buildings. Yes, it might be more capital 
more work going into it for sure. But in the long run, like you're going to make so much more money out of it. Because if you increase rent by $10 in a 10 unit building, yes, you're still going to see significant returns. But if you're increasing rent in a 50 unit building by $10, it's going to be, you know, 5x that 10 unit building. So yeah. And it's, and it really is. And Vina Jetty said this on our podcast. She's like, yes, it's more money, but it's just another couple zeros. But it's all the same thing. Like I have a duplex. I bought it for so much. Each year when we release, we get $50 more. I mean, this is just a small scale is what I'm saying. My renters are paying down what I owe plus making more money. So as they pay down more, my cash flow grows. And as value the property value and the rental value goes up my cash flow grows so and this is the i can have two fifty dollar increases a year on my duplex and make an extra hundred dollars a year or it's the same stuff just a bigger mm-hmm. a bigger scale right and people get so scared of like it's commercial that's a big word um and yeah. then you have like 50 units it just is bigger is scarier but has it, um, you've gone from a single to a duplex to what, 27 or something. Yeah. What's the biggest differences? Is there anything? I think it's, it's honestly just more on like the management side, really being on top of your property managers. Uh, all of our multifamilies, they are not local. So we don't self-manage or anything like that. So just having those like systems and processes in place in order to make sure that they're hitting deadlines. And if they're not hitting deadlines, what's going on? Like, do you need a new property management company? So it's more just that, especially, you know, we were doing lots of value ads. So it's very important to hit those targets. And, you know, we're working with investors as well. So we also have to stay on top of updating investors and, you know, okay, so X, Y, and Z did or didn't happen. So, you know, it just like pushes out returns and stuff like that. But I'd say if anything, yeah, management and communication, I think are honestly like the two largest things that increase with the sizes of your buildings. And I think that management and communication, that's a good point. But I feel like that's with everything. Let's say you totally buy a, buy a, a coffee shop. Like with anything in business, no matter what the business is, management, key management and good communication I in life is huge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, so, and it's it's interesting, you know, so many people who are operating larger buildings like Bina Jetty, they say it's just one more zero. It's just one more zero and stuff. But I think it really comes down to, you know, like when they're raising debt and um, private money and everything like that, you have to be establishing relationships no matter what, right? Like you never know who you're talking to and how something might come into the future between the two of you, right? So just always, you know, acting in good faith, being a great human being, right? Like all of those things, the 20, was it 20? It was 27 or 29 units, but basically um, Seth and I were going to buy that portfolio on our own. We were refinancing one of the builds we just did. It was taking too long. The seller of the 29 didn't want to um, extend any further. And so I sent one email 
of someone who I was introduced like through a person through. So I didn't know them directly. And I was like, you know, if you want to invest in this province, that's fine. I have this deal. This is what we're doing. You can be the money partner. I need $500,000. We're closing in three weeks and basically jumped on a Zoom. And because of like my reputation and everything with the people who introduced us, they became our money partners. And, and so that was, it was one email and like some Zooms showing them, you know, financials and everything like that. Right. But so, yeah, you just, you just always have to be not like marketing yourself, but just being a good human being and, you know, follow through on things you say you're going to do because it's all about your reputation and all about relationships. It's so true. I can't, I can't agree more. And, you know, I was in with Jen in the car the other day, not the other day, probably like a couple months last month. And we're just driving along and this person calls and is like, she answers it and she's like, Hey, he's like, Oh, I'm so-and-so's brother's cousin. I have some money. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> She's like, yeah. Oh, I haven't talked to this guy in like five years or something, you know? And yeah. because she has that reputation, um, and she has acted in good faith and she's borrowed money and she's, she's paid back and done what she said. And she's making stuff happen in the world. You know, people will talk about that. And it's so true. The word of mouth is, yeah, it's, it's like wildfire. And the same thing goes with, if you're going to, go around people and undercut people like people are going to be like, don't mm -mm, like, don't work with that person. So I think yeah. that that's such an understated thing in, in life and in business is act in good faith and be a good person. Yeah. And I think people have this perception that the real estate industry is huge, but it's really not like no matter Canada, the U S wherever you are, it, it really isn't that big. And if someone wants to find out about you, it is very easy to find out about what people are doing or, or not doing. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that's really huge. So you, you be a good person. You yeah. talk about stuff like that's something, a breakthrough Jen and I had speaking of mindset, cause a lot of this is mindset. And I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing this. Like we were like, nobody wants to see us, you know, what we're doing. And well, I didn't want to put my face on the internet. I, I was going to say, I was like, I didn't, I knew people wanted to see it, but that's why I had a business Instagram so that I could just like post projects, post wins over there, but it wasn't really like my voice or me. I mean, my friends knew it was me and they could tell that it was my voice behind all the content, but yeah, I wasn't talking on anything. I certainly wasn't showing my face on anything. Um, yeah. And then basically just got my but handed to me at a conference and was told to get over myself. And now we have a podcast and yeah, I, I don't know. And it's so interesting because like in life, I've really never cared what other people thought, but for some reason on social media, I don't know who I was giving that power to, but no, uh, now it's like, you. yeah, if people don't want to hear about it, that's fine. You can unfollow me. It, it doesn't matter. And I think too, like in terms of like raising capital and you would just really have to think about it as opportunities too, right? Like when I message my friends and I'm like, Hey, you said you had $200,000. Do you want to get your money working? And they're like, no, not right now. Okay. That's, they're not saying no to me and, and that's fine. Like they might have other stuff going on or, or whatever. Right. And just, yeah, just making it more about opportunities and not asking for things and just providing 
opportunities. And if you want to make money on your money, cool. If not, cool. Like, it's not going to hurt my feelings. You can let your $200,000 sit in the bank and, and make, lose money and make 1% a year. If that, if you're lucky. Oh my if gosh. That. Can we please talk about yes. that investor <laughs> that I messaged you about? Yes. Okay. So I am just in the process of working with, I would say like new to like the real estate investing world. Um, her husband was the finance person. Unfortunately, he passed away. So I've been working with her and it was like a half a million dollar portfolio. And she gave me all the papers so that I could see like what she was actually making. And she was making 2.6% annual return. So her projected annual return was $14,000. And in one quarter, she had already paid $1,400 in management fees. And she had no idea. She's like, I don't even like looking at these. It's overwhelming. It's confusing. I, I just don't understand it. And I think that's like the large majority of a women, but also just like the population in general. I think it's, and I think it's so sad because then you're going to end up in retirement and you're going to be like, where, where's all my money. Right. But really like educating yourself and realizing that you can self-direct your investments and that there are way better returns out there than 2.6%. And 2.6%. I told you this when you said, I'm like, that's actually really good compared for the, for those type of like, that's, it's not good, yeah. but like no. a lot of financial people will tell you that is good. If it's just like a, a return with whatever they're doing with it. And, and, you know, I think it's so important for us to talk about it's we what we don't understand, we say no to, and we just are like, I don't get it. I'm not a numbers person either. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't want to yeah. look at, it's not exciting to me. Numbers aren't exciting to me unless I get them. And I'm like, okay, you know, like now I get where these are going, but I think it's that we don't, we don't talk about it enough. And I think we no. all need to. Yeah. Not nearly enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is the return that she's getting from you if she if she works for you? If she puts her Yeah, so our fund does 15%. So she's just going to earn a few more dollars than and oh, the 2.6 is that that's before the management fees. Like that was based on the annual projected income. So it's even lower because you have $1,400 yeah. in management fees every quarter, right? So on a $500,000 portfolio, she was only going to have a return of like $9,000. Like, what is that? Like, that's, that's crazy. I was like, I don't know whether or not to like be happy because I can help her and, you know, really like accelerate her growth and her portfolio or like shed tears for her because this is insanity. And Corey made a good point. There's inflation. Oh yeah, for sure. That's well, what like, I mean. Well, like, so is, is she even making money? No, not after management mm -hmm. fees and inflation. Okay. So you get 15% and how long is your, your term of that money that you use that money? Yeah. So it's a two-year commitment. And mm -hmm. so if you have, so it depends, like if you want, we do quarterly interest payments. And if you want those paid out, it's 15%. If you're reinvesting your interest, it actually works out to like 17.2% annualized. Yeah. 
That's Come invest crazy. with John in Canada. This is how can I it. invest with you? Can I can I invest with you from? Is there a is there a country situation? Like, could an American yeah. invest with you? I mean, you could you would do really well right now because the exchange is no, in your I favor. Mean, that might be. You might want to talk to your accountant to talk. and figure that out. We we probably should talk. I've been yeah. doing gator stuff. I've yeah. been making like eight percent in like three months. Which is yeah. Not and that's just not something that's done here. So for you guys call it like earnest money deposit. We just call it a deposit up here. And they're, yeah. they're not, it's, it's just different. There's not a lot of wholesaling in Canada. It's and so your deposit is like, once you're in escrow, that's what we have. Like when you're just like under contract like that, if you're trying to like sell it to someone else, you just have like your due diligence period. We don't have like an earnest money deposit for that period of time. So can we, can Corey and I, I don't invest? Know. I, I stay tuned. I will that out. sure find that out. Because Jen, I know a lot of American money that would love to cross the border. Yeah. If it's, yeah. if it's legal. Especially with the interest rates, right? Yeah. I never, sorry, not the interest rates. Um, exchange. The exchange. Yeah. Your guys's money is worth so much more up here oh right God. now. I went up to Canada and I was like, I know. this is the cheapest food. Like this would be $18 at home. And they're it like, it's even cheaper. Cause you're like, this is only $9. And I'm like, yeah, but that's only like five or $6 American. Right. I'm like, I just bought like two breakfasts for us for like five yeah. or something. And I was just like, everything I was know. on Carly that weekend. Cause she <laughs> it was, like, it was so cheap. I was like, I got your dinner. I got your yeah, breakfast. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> but yeah. I know I was like, let me, I felt like I, Mr. Money, it's money bags up there. But, yeah. I will find yeah. out. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll find out. Find that, out but, because yeah. come back and find out. Jen does, yeah. um, you guys should follow Jen on Instagram. Okay. Let me take off Corey's comment so you, you should can see follow it. follow both of us on Instagram. Well, both of us, but you can also see, um, and Stone Hearth properties. You can see where that money is going. Yeah. Um, and that's something that Jen and I want to bring to the United States, possibly, and multifamily. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe we can take all of my our money up there and invest it and make a lot of money and then come down here. Yeah. And develop and yeah. do multifamilies. So um, this kind of took a turn. Now we're talking about the, the yeah. light bulb moments. But it's good yeah. to kind of see, like... The light bulb moments can can drastically change the trajectory of your entire life. Like I owned a nail salon and distribution company. Can we before, talk about that? Before 2020 happened. I'm just going to call it 2020. Yeah, it's just so like, get blocked. she owned a <laughs> nail salon. I'm like, how old were you? What in college or something like this girl does not like has zero chill when it comes to business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pros and cons, pros and cons to it. No, it's good. Sure. It's really good. But you wait, but didn't you also have something else? Distribution and a nail salon. Is there yeah. Any, so, something else? Oh, maybe just no, not well, I worked for the government. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. it was gonna be more uh challenging. I don't know. I just I wasn't like I owned the salon and distribution company and it just didn't feel how I thought it was going to feel. And so, you know, it had been Gosh, how long had it been? It'd been a long time that I 
had been doing nails and stuff for probably like eight or nine years. And then, so I was like, okay, maybe this isn't it. Right. So I kept owning it. And then I went and worked in like communications and public relations for our provincial government, which was great. Like it was great to learn how to communicate and write, you know, it's definitely helped like our business and my other businesses as well. And yeah. And then after like having kids, I guess it was during having kids and during um, 2020 that I started to dive into real estate. And then it was like, okay, this, this is what I was made to do. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about how you were, were you like pregnant or something? and like hiding in the bathroom from your mom trying to do real estate deals. I wasn't pregnant at that time. I had an 18 month old and my mom was living with us when 2020 went down and I just, I couldn't, and, and it was nothing my mom had said or hadn't said that made me feel that way, but it was so new. I was investing across the country during a global pandemic, world pandemic, and I just couldn't have any influ- outside influence at all. I didn't tell anyone. I don't, I think I owned probably like 10 doors before I even told people what I was doing. That's so interesting. I love that you just said that. I want to talk about that. You did not want any like negative or any perceived negative. It's nothing that your mom would have said or done, but you did yeah. not want to let that negativity into your world. And I yeah. think that that is such a little but mighty thing in that you have to protect you, what you let into you because it can affect you. Always. Like, like it's her mom and she never did anything to make her think that she would, but she is hyper protective of her energy and her, the perceived, like it could go down a wrong path, you know? And it's like, I don't know yet. So I think it's very important. You always want to not always, well, always, you want to really be, be intentionable, intentionable, (laughs) intentional with the energy and the people that you let into your life, because there's those energy vampires and suckers that can just like, drain you and then and play plant seeds of d- self-doubt because they can't see themselves doing something like that why would you be able to do something like that in their mind and then they like yeah. why would you who who are you jen to be investing across the country on the other side of the country in a place that you have never been she has never seen that she was she did not go there on a plane and go look at it before she bought it. Like she blindly did this on FaceTime in the middle of the entire world shutting down. Yeah. I was sold a property because I was, because I let somebody get in my ear. I was working for the airlines. Then I had a house. It was one door and I knew I'm like, well, if somebody, if they lose their job and they can't pay the bills. I work for the airlines and I could lose my job because the airlines mm. were laying off people. Alex was working for public transportation. He's a boat captain. So it was, you know, public transportation we both worked for and it all got shut down. So we didn't know what we didn't know. So I, that's like a good ca- contrast. Like I listened to somebody and he was like, you need to have more than one door. It's too risky. And if that house is double, by the way, what we paid yeah. for it, it, we don't own it Live anymore. No regrets, just live. And I let those people get in my head and she's like, F that not even my mom is going to know. So 
And yeah. Like, and I mean, th that just happens. And like your circle of friends will, will change too, right? Like there are definitely certain people that I only tell certain things to, right? Because mm -hmm. it's too far out for them and that's fine. And I mean, I also don't hang out with those people a lot because that's just not the world that I live in, right? Like I'm, I'm going to chase my dreams. I'm going to do this. Yes, it's going to be hard, but the payoff is going to be so much greater. And if they don't have that mindset, then it takes too long to get back into the right frame of mind mm -hmm. after hanging out with them that you just yes. kind of have to evaluate if it's worth it or not. It is. And you know, and, and it's also you start, you kind of like go away from those people that have that smaller mindset. And then you, you meet new people that have the same mindset. Like Jen and I are great. Jen and I would have never met unless we had signed up for a real estate thing and we're like, we're doing it. And we, we were all about the mindset stuff. And now look at this, like, yeah, we're doing business together. Yeah. Making podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I think it's a good, it's like those light bulb moments that take you down the path and you follow those. I heard this thing, a glimmer is that is the opposite of a trigger. You know, where people are like triggered, like, I can't believe you said that. And they just, but a glimmer is like, you're on the right path. You're doing where you're supposed to be. Follow that. And yeah. you, you know, and you follow, follow where you feel like you're supposed to be surround yourself with the people that are positive and protect your mindset fiercely. Absolutely. And so to wrap everything up for everyone, if you want to come and join us and learn from us, elephantchallenge.info, you can also go to my Instagram, Jennifer underscore champion underscore or carly.grundman, G-R-U-N-D-M-A-N-N, and links and bios, send us a DM. We'll send you to the right places. Yeah, let's do deals together. Yeah. Let's make some baby, let's make some money with some, some baby elephants and get you guys some deals. And stay tuned yeah. for Jen. We all are very interested in investing with you, Jen. So yeah, um, I will probably- Follow her on Instagram. We'll definitely talk about it on here more as she knows more. But um, we love you guys. Thank you for coming and supporting us. And um, anyways, have a good day. Yeah. Talk okay. to you later. Talk to you later. <laughs>